0: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGahee III. I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I've covered Florida State for each of the last four years. I started off as an intern on noldigest.com on the Scout Network, worked my way up to the publisher of that site, and then got the job as the uh, beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I've been in that role ever since. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting for Florida State. Football, every time Willie Tigert speaks, every time a practice is open, any the coaches or players speak, and every single game, home, away, ball game, doesn't matter, I'm there. Uh, baseball, I cover a baseball home game, as well as any postseason baseball games that aren't in Dick Hauser. I was out in Omaha for Florida State's run in the College World Series two years ago. Basketball, I cover a basketball home game, as well as any time there's media availability. And any basketball postseason games, I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past season, and I also cover every major and minor recruiting event. Um, it's Clemson week. We're going to talk a lot about you know we're going to talk talk a lot about the Tigers on this podcast. We're going to talk about what happened. Uh, during no drills today and practice today. We're gonna talk a little bit about what I saw from basketball practice today. So there's a lot to talk about and uh, we're gonna jump right into it. I'm gonna talk about what happened at practice today. Um, Florida State put on the pads for the first time Preparing, preparing for Clemson, and there were some new numbers out there. Clemson obviously has a lot of firepower in this offense. They are, they are very, very good, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They're very good on the defensive side of the ball, but Florida State's uh, on, on. Florida State was preparing for Clemson. Um, they had, uh, it, a, they've singled out a few of the guys, uh, a few of the weapons that that Clemson has. Um, tight end Alexander Marshall was wearing number 44, uh, for Garrett Wilson, who's a two-time Florida State legacy walk-on running back. Blake Middleton was, uh, was wearing number nine. Basically, um, he's, he's Travis Etienne. And then Florida State had two receivers, Warren Thompson and a walk-on, couldn't identify who the, which, uh. Which walk-on it was was wearing number five for T. Higgins, and then Deontay Sheffield was wearing number thirteen for Hunter Renfro. So Florida State's identified the uh, the playmakers that they're looking out for against Clemson, and those guys. um, Yeah, and and Florida State's are doing their best to prepare for them. Uh, In no drills today, it was uh, it was a it was the defensive line day. Uh, Only two offensive linemen won reps that I saw and that was Arthur Williams beat Jamarcus Chapman and Derek Kelly um Derek Kelly won his rep I couldn't see who it was against but he won his rep I, th- I think it was against Dennis Briggs um but other than that it was uh it was a banner day for the defensive line Robert Cooper Marvin Wilson, Jamarcus Chapman Wally Amy, Dennis Briggs and Xavier Peter uh Peters all won um won reps handily it was uh yeah it, it wasn't a it wasn't a great day for um, for the offensive line, but Robert Cooper uh, got things started off for for the Seminoles. Um, he went up against Mike Arnold and just stood him up and uh, and made the tackle on Blake Middleton, who was wearing number nine. Uh, a lot of people, I posted that, that photo or that video of that rep to uh, to Twitter, and a lot of people were talking about how it was Jacquez Patrick. It was not Jacquez Patrick. It was Middleton, but it was still a very impressive rep <clears throat> from the true freshman who's continued to get better and better. Um, Cooper just stood up Mike Arnold-Wooden and, you know, and just moved him around and then made the tackle while holding off Arnold with one hand. And Odell Higgins was absolutely pumped up for it running across running across uh, the field to celebrate with his true freshman defensive tackle marvin wilson went up against mike arnold on the next rep and just tossed him around like a rag doll before forcing cam acres out of bounds acres made a really nice jump cut to avoid getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage but he ended up only getting like two three yards because wilson just manhandled mike arnold and then xavier peters uh tossed jawan williams to the side were making a tackle at the line of scrimmage, Williams and Peters went at it twice. Um, Williams did better on the second rep, but uh, blatantly held. <laughs> um, not as blatant as the one he had against Wake Forest that cost Florida State a touchdown, um, but it was still a pretty blatant hold. So Peters, uh, Peters. Continued his strong performance. He played well against Wake Forest, and uh, he's really starting to come into his own at the defensive end position. So that's a really good sign for Florida State. It's not a great sign for the Florida State offensive line because Juwan Williams just isn't getting any better. Um, defensive end Wally and he had a nice rep against Brady Scott. Uh, it wasn't you know it wasn't a dominant rep, but it was it was a good rep. Um, Scott lost both of his both of his reps to uh, to Amy and, and Briggs. Today he ended up with a bloody nose um, so but it, it was it was I mean the defensive line did what they were uh you know what they were built at this is a defensive line that is that has dominated so far this season they've been very very good and it's an offensive line that hasn't hasn't been very good and that played out today in old drills they were a lot more physical and it's going to be you know, after watching that and knowing what's coming up in Clemson with their defensive front four of, you know, Austin Bryan, Cleeland Farrell, Christian Wilkins, and Dexter Lawrence, and then you have Xavier Thomas who was the number one overall defensive end, number one overall recruit um for most or for a good portion of last season, and then he ended up I think as the number three overall recruit at the end of the day, but the number one defensive end, he's playing well. So it's 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 going to be a tall tall task for the Florida State offensive line. Um, the offensive line looked a little bit different today. Cole Minshew was not participating during practice. I don't anticipate him to participate during practice much this week, um, but I do expect him to play at the uh, on Saturday against Clemson. Arthur Williams was working in his spot at left guard, and then Brady Scott was not uh, was not working with the first team offense. Um, during, during the open portion of practice, that might be because he you know, had to get his nose plugged because it was bleeding, but he ended up working with the second team. Um, he did end up going back and working with the first team later in the day. So the defensive ends, um, one of the most interesting things that came from practice is something uh, we, we saw something new from the defensive ends. They hadn't really done this, or at least I hadn't seen this drill before, is Clemson likes to throw a lot of a lot of passes out to the flats they like to get their um their wide receivers the ball out in space and the defensive ends were working on getting out into the flats uh as soon as the ball was snapped the defensive end basically hauled hauled it all all the way to the uh to the uh, far. Or to the to the far sideline, trying to get out there, most likely to prevent uh, Clemson from being able to make those passes into the flats as easy, and you know get uh, get upfield. So Florida State's uh, doing some new things. They were also work. The defensive, uh, the defensive backs were also working on making plays on the sideline, on balls thrown to the sideline against bigger receivers. Um, Hamsa Hamza Nasruddin was playing the part of the receiver. He's the biggest Florida State safety, and Asante Samuel Jr. had a really, really nice rep against uh, against Hamza, out jumping him um, and breaking up the pass. It was it was a very nice play. So, some interesting things from practice. Uh, I do expect the offensive line to, to remain the same um, against against Clemson, barring an injury or something happening, and that'll be the first time that that happens to... Uh, that'll be the first time that's happened this season. Florida State started seven different offensive line combinations in the first seven games. It's the most of any team in the country, but I do think that this will... Uh, this will be the first game that that doesn't happen. But in the... Uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Clemson. We're going to go over their numbers because they are rather impressive. So we're going to go over those numbers and, um, get into that. And then in the final segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Florida state basketball and what we've seen from, uh, from, from the Seminoles through the early parts of fall camp. They've got their first, first scrimmage this weekend, um, at 6 PM against West Florida or exhibition, not scrimmage. So, and, um uh, That'll, that'll be at 6 p.m. in the Tucker Civic Center, so we'll get into that. But we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's locked on, no spaces, all capitalized, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me. As we head into the second segment, we're going to focus on the numbers behind Clemson, and boy, are they impressive. The Tigers are currently ranked second in the country in the AP poll, in the coaches poll, and they're ranked second in the S P Plus statistics that Bill Conley does over on SB Nation. Um, if you haven't checked those out, they're really good in-depth numbers, and I highly recommend them. I use them a lot for most of my statistical anal- uh, analysis. But Clemson's second in that with the number eleven offense and the number two defense, they are very very good. The one area that they're not uh, not great in is special teams, but their offense and defense are more than good enough to to make up for it. So that is a a very good very good Clemson team that Florida State will be playing on on Saturday uh, with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. He's completing he's completing over sixty eight percent of his passes. He's only thrown two interceptions. He has twelve touchdowns. Uh, he's. I mean, he's. He's an impressive young freshman. We. You know. Anybody that's followed recruiting knew how good of a quarterback he was. I mean, he's. He's the truth. And he's. A, he's a guy that could really get Clemson over the hump. He's. A, he's a guy that could really. You know. Take. Take Clemson to the next level, just because that he's he's such a good quarterback, he's a smart guy, he moves better than a lot of people expect him to, and he has he has a great arm. Um that and when you pair him with the right- wide receiving group that, that Clemson has, you know, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, Hunter Renfro, Amari Rogers, Trevion Thompson, Darion Kendrick, the the list goes on and on. With the talent that Clemson has at wide receiver, it's absolutely it's insane. But T Higgins, the number one wide receiver in the country two years ago, leads them in uh, with 42 receiving yards or a four 426 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. True freshman Justin Ross, who Florida State was in on, was a five star wide receiver, has 361 yards and four touchdowns. And then Hunter Renfro you know obviously that dude's been at Clemson for 17 years now um he's basically going to get senior uh, senior citizen discounts before he leaves I'm pretty sure of that but there's just so many weapons in, in the passing game for for Clemson and then you have the running game which you know Travis Etienne who's arguably the best running back in college football right now he's got 800 yards on 98 attempts and 14 rushing touchdowns. He's averaging 8.16 yards per carry. Dude is a beast. There's no other way to describe it. He's one of the best running backs in college football. He's a big blade machine. He he changes the game every time he touches the football. Like, he's, he's a special, special kid. And if, you know, F- Florida State's going to have to be on their A game. Um, Florida State's run defense is very good. But Clemson right now is averaging 6.5 yards per carry so far this season. They have three guys with over thirty uh thirty carries that are averaging over seven yards a carry. It's ridiculous. Um there so the offensive side of the ball, I mean, there's there's just so many weapons for Clemson and we haven't even gotten to the defensive side of the ball. Um you know Clemson uh Clemson has 21 sacks so far so far this season, but they've also played three uh triple option teams so when when you have when you consider that, I mean this is <laughs> extremely impressive. They play Georgia Southern, uh, Georgia Tech and, and Furman. And it's um the the Clemson defensive line is is, is special, right? They're you know, they've got four guys, I mentioned those guys earlier, um, but they've got four guys that are gonna be taken at least in the first three rounds of the 2019 NFL Draft. They have a couple guys that are probably going to be taken in the first. Glimlin Farrell is one of those guys at defensive end. He's he's a special pass rusher. And then Christian Wilkins is just ridiculous. And Dexter Lawrence might be the most talented uh, defensive tackle of that group. Um, And then you have Austin Bryant from nearby Thomasville, who never got a Florida State offer and went on to Clemson, and now he's playing extremely well. Look at that. But... Yeah. you know Clemson uh, Clemson's one of the best run stopping teams in the country they're they haven't been great against the past i mean that's that's really the uh the one area that that Clemson's kind of i don't want to say struggled in because they really haven't struggled in it, but it's the one area of the defense that teams teams can attack um yeah, Texas AM and Kellen Mond threw for 430 yards. Syracuse threw for 250. Nobody else has been able to throw for more than 200. Yeah. So, um, yeah, after the Texas A&M game, they've really they really shut things down. But uh, Syracuse completed almost you know, 60 the, over 63 percent of the passes in that game and <laughs> threw for 250 yards. So. The Tigers' secondary is good. They have four interceptions on the year. They're not. They're not great. And we're, we're if we're we're looking for an area where they can be vulnerable, some it's in the secondary because the linebackers and the defensive line are so good. This is a secondary that is full of talent, but they're just not at the same level that the rest of the defense is. So if if Florida State's going to find success, it's probably going to have to come in the big play passing game, because if it doesn't, it's, you know, it's, it, it might be a bit of a struggle for, uh, for the Seminoles to move the football, but their special teams unit hasn't been great. Uh, their punter particularly is really the only, the only thing that's, uh, that's keeping them held you know, that's holding them down. I mean, he's averaging under 40 yards per punt, uh, but he's only punting four times a game. So if, if Florida state can, uh, can can get Clemson off the field, then maybe they'll be able to flip some field position just because of you know how how poor he's been this year. Under forty yards a punt is not good. Um, I mean, but Clemson's their their kickoff their kickoff returns are good, their punt returns are good. I mean, they're they're they're, they're just a really good all around football team. That's why they're ranked number two in the country. That's why they absolutely decimated North Carolina State this past weekend. I mean, this is a really, really good football team, and it's going to take a heroic effort from Florida State to have a chance have a chance to win this game. Um, you know, I'll just go ahead and say it. I don't expect Florida State to, to be in this game in the fourth quarter, but you know, crazier things have happened. But it's going to be really tough for Florida State to get this thing going. I mean, I didn't even mention Clemson's offensive line, which is very good. They've given up just 12 sacks uh, this season. And getting to Trevor Lawrence and putting pressure on him is really, you know, the Florida State defensive line is really good. We've talked about it before. And if they can't put pressure on Trevor Lawrence, it's going to be a really long day. That's the only way that I see Florida State uh, keeping this game close is by being able, at least on defense, being able to get to Trevor Lawrence, create some negative plays, and then maybe force a turnover or two. And um, on offense, hit some big plays in the passing game. I don't see Florida State moving the football consistently against Clemson, but I do think that there are some big plays that they can have against the Clemson secondary if they if they can find the time, uh, if DeAndre Francois can find the time while dealing with this j- incredible Clemson defensive line. So that'll do it for the second segment. In the third, second we'll, uh, segment, we'll talk about some uh, some Florida State basketball. But before we get into that. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see the Knowles win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football, and $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, many, many more channels. You're probably going to include the ACC network once it, uh, once it comes live next season. Um, You can stream on your big screen and all of your favorite devices, and there's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. So sign up for Sling TV, and you can get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So make sure to go check it out and don't miss the next big game. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into the final segment. We're going to talk a little bit about a little bit of Florida State basketball. I got to watch a little bit of practice today. and got to talk to a couple players and Florida State returns seven players from last year's team that made that Elite Eight that I talked about earlier uh, they return the top two leading scores, and Phil Kofor and Terrence Mann. Trent Forrest is back at the point guard position. Fiondu Kavangili is back. MJ Walker's back. PJ Savoy is back. Chris Kamaji's back. And Florida State's got, you know, so they've got seven guys that they trust that they know will be able to handle everything that they're throwing at. What they what they have behind them is a bit of, you know, a bit of a question mark. Um, Juco or graduate transfer, David Nichols, uh, transferred from Albany. He was a big time scorer. Uh, he was a big time scorer there. He averaged 17.9 points per game last season, 3.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists, uh, you know he he's a good basketball player. He's he's short. He's only six one, but he plays with an edge to him. You know earlier in the uh, in the off season, I watched him and Trent Forrest go at it multiple times in scrimmages, and he he doesn't back down despite Trent having a size advantage both height and weight. Um, you know, and Trent didn't hold back from him. It was a really fun matchup to watch with those two going at each other. So I have a feeling he's going to be able to step up big for Florida state this year. Um, it might take him a minute to adjust to the pace of what Florida state wants to do. And the opponents, you know, the step up and opponents that Florida state's going to face, but he's a guy that, that could be a big factor down the road. And then you've got three guys that red shirted last year, Wyatt Wilkes, Raekwon Gray, and Anthony polite. Um, I think Raekwon Gray and and Wyatt Wilkes are both gonna have big, big impacts. Raekwon uh Raekwon Gray mostly I do believe he's gonna have a huge impact for Florida State this year. He dropped forty pounds in the offseason. He's a guy that can really do it all. He can shoot, he can drive, he can rebound. I mean, he's a he's a fun guy to watch. I mean he's still a big guy, but you know, just watching him, he doesn't move like uh he he doesn't move how big he is listed at uh 68260 i'd say he's a lot he's 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 dropped a lot of weight i would be, i would say he's closer to 240 now but he, i mean he's got the size but he just doesn't move like a guy that's 240 he he's really really quick with the ball he can drive he can handle the basketball he's going to be a guy that i think everybody needs to watch cuz he's going to be fun to watch Wyatt Wilkes i was watching him at practice today and uh in his warm ups He took about 40, 40, 50 shots inside the arc, right? Just just inside the arc. He probably made 80% of them. Then he went back around outside the arc from three, and he probably hit 60 of those. I mean, this dude is a sharpshooter. He's fun. Like, he was fun to watch. I was sitting there just watching ball after ball go through the hoop. It, It was really fun to watch. Um, just it obviously it's different with a guy in, with a guy in your face. It's going to be different during the game time. But he's a guy that could come in and be a spot up shooter. You know, Florida State hopes that he could be a, a like have a, have a PJ Savoy type role where he just knocks down threes. And behind PJ, when PJ wasn't on, they didn't really have that uh, last season. So they're hoping that he can really help in that in that area. And then the last guy is Anthony Polite, who can also knock down some shots. So and then there's Devin Vassell and. Coming into the season, Florida State was hoping to redshirt Devin Vassell, but that's uh, that's not going to happen now. He's played so well during the off season and you know in camp and now fall camp. He's uh, he, he's fighting for for some playing time. I mean, we'll have to wait and see just how many guys Florida State rotates in, but there's at least twelve guys that I think could legitimately earn playing time for Florida State this season because they're they're, they're talented. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of you know pure star power for Florida State. Uh, you know, MJ Walker is the only five star on the roster, but there's a lot of really good basketball players that fit in with what Florida State's trying to do, and none, they're not selfish. So it's going to be fun to watch how Florida State, uh, how Florida State distributes minutes. We have got the um, Florida State's first scrimmage coming up. On Friday at 6 p.m. against West Florida, it's going to be fun to see you know those guys in action for the first time. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing how the minutes get get distributed for that game, and really how how things go. Uh, you know, all five of those guys that I mentioned have never you know never played an ACC game. Well, I take that back. Um, David Nichols did play an ACC game. He played Louisville last season. Um, so he, he he's played one, but the four you know got the three guys who redshirted and Devin Vassell haven't played in an ACC game yet. So we, we don't know how they're going how they're going to react. But Nichols uh, scored 15 points and had seven rebounds in that game against Louisville. So we know we can handle we we know we can handle. Uh, playing in type in, in that big type of environment. Louisville won that game by two and uh, Nichols was a big part of of Albany almost pulling off that upset. So you know, Florida State's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch this year. We'll have to see if they can can build off of that run to the U Lady. But I think this team, at least during the regular season, the you know, postseason and the NCAA tournament is all about getting the right draw. But I think during the regular season this team is going to be better than they were last year. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, whatever um, podcast site that you use to download the Locked On Seminoles podcast, make sure to give it a like, a favorite, or you know whatever it is that you do to let you know that uh, when the next podcast comes out. I'll be back again on Thursday. Um, we're- gonna continue to take uh take i'm gonna take wednesday off and then so that i can do a sunday recap podcast for you guys uh i think that worked out pretty well so there will be no locked on seminoles podcast on wednesday but we'll be back on thursday uh we'll see if i can't wrangle up another guest last week it was brendan sonome we'll see if i can't get to get somebody else on the podcast but um that'll do it for this edition of the locked on seminoles podcast i really hope you enjoyed it as much as i do uh talking about Florida State. Have a wonderful day.